When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as special guest co-host this week, comedian Katrina Davis. How's it going? Hello. Hello. It's, it's going great. I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate it. You've never been on Conspiracy the Show, right? You've been no. on Pretty Scary. You've been on Unpops. Yes. Ooh, welcome to the big time. The conspiracy I know. pod. I am excited and nervous. Katrina, top five reasons to storm the Capitol on behalf of Donald Trump. Go. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know that's what this was. It's that I don't, kind of conspiracy podcast. I don't podcast. even have one. <laughs> like, even if I've never brainstormed that, I'm going to be honest. Um, it would be hard. It'd be a hard that's what, thing When you to said it, I was with. like, uh. Yeah, no, we're not that kind of conspiracy podcast. Yeah. I have to tell advertisers that quite often. Oh, we are no. we are not the storm the Capitol type. We're more the here's why you were stupid to storm the Capitol type. <laughs> This week, we're keeping it casual. We're just talking about some news stories, a roundup of conspiracy-related news stories. Yay. This first one is a fucking doozy because you've seen those UFO videos, right? Yeah. The ones everyone's up in arms about that even the government's like, yeah, they're real. We don't know what they are. Yeah. They've only been trying since about six years ago to get us up in arms about it, and every time they post those videos were like, are they going to keep Trump from taking office? Are they going to end COVID? If not, we don't give a fuck. I don't care. Unimportant. Once they admitted at all, I think people like past that, we just want real answers now. Like once they mildly acknowledge that. Yeah. Unidentified objects that they acknowledge them on some point, anything that isn't an autopsy from them. I don't want to hear about. Like, yeah, at that point, now. you're just telling me what I already know, which is that I don't know what I'm looking at. It's like, I don't need the government to tell me that. At all. No. But now there's a new theory. And this is interesting because I actually, I'm one of those weirdos who watches the nightly news and like the local news. And a while back, I had the nightly news, NBC, Lester Holt on I love Lester Holt. <laughs> that forehead is out of control. I love that is a national treasure. That's where he keeps all of the bass in his voice is in his forehead. I just love Lester resonates Holt. Resonates around up there. <laughs> Lester Holt. It just like bounces around in there a little bit before it comes out of his mouth. I like to sometimes annoy my wife by uh when when he says this is Lester Holt, I'll say, Why don't you try to be Morster Holt? Just just a fun thing I try to throw out there. Fun little Fun little giggle. For everyone that can't see, I reacted much like I imagine Adam's wife yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, it went over about the same way. Yeah, it went really well. So Lester Holt, more like Morrister Holt. I was like, I don't remember what I was doing, but I couldn't watch. I just heard like on the way out of the room or on the way out the door, Lester Holt says something about a new mothership theory regarding those UFO videos we've seen. And it's like, you can't just say that. You can't just say that on TV and then just cut to commercial. What in the Orson Welles are we doing here? Yeah. Like, it sounds like something that would not be exactly what it is. That's what we've come to. We're straight up talking about motherships on real news. And I, I'm assuming this is what he was referring to which this does look like some war of the world's 
shit, this black and white photo. It's also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The the Pentagon, there are officials within the Pentagon, not the Pentagon as a whole didn't like team up and issue this report. But in a paper dated March 7th, Sean Kirkpatrick, who is head of the Pentagon's all domain anomaly resolution office, along with Harvard professor Avi Loeb, suggested that what we're seeing could be probes from an extraterrestrial mothership. I don't like that. And why would they decide this? Like that it's from a parent craft. That's what it says in here. Like what made them decide that? Did did they see something bigger and similar? Why did they decide that these are, you know what I mean? Smaller extensions of something at all. It's weird because if you read like the interviews with Sean Kirkpatrick and read Mm kind of into the paper a little bit, it's only five pages. It's not that that long of a read. They're just like, we're just guessing, man. You know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with having a little guess and then seeing what the data says. Making up stuff. Well, it's funny too, because I was looking back trying to um, break down the all domain anomaly resolution office. And that seems like a solution they would come up with. It's like, I don't know. We're just checking out all of the anomalies and coming up with resolutions. And this could be one of them. Yeah. All domain anomaly. So so we're not just talking. Well, some of those UFO videos, they were flying like along the surface of the ocean and they would dip down yes. into the ocean and then come back out. Which this is the part that I really wanted to discuss with this story, which is that all you hear from people in our military that are either in the sky or near the water, the second they hit that however many years they have to keep quiet, Mark, (laughs) everyone has stories about stuff that they've seen in the sky or in the water that they basically think are UFOs. So like, I don't know, even for them to put out for with no backup evidence Maybe it's a probe. I don't know. To me, makes me think not so much that it's a completely wild guess as that they do think it's a probe for a reason, but they're not telling us that they also have evidence of like a bigger ship that matches them or something like that. Because otherwise it makes no sense. Why would you just make that up? You know? Yeah, it is a little alarming to just toss that out there. Like, because it seems like... You would make a few other guesses before you get to mothership. It's like the UFO version of when a best friend in a rom-com is talking about a crush, but he's the crush. (laughs) Where he's like, I don't know, maybe that guy just loves you for who you really are, even when your hair is messy. And the girl's like, why are you talking so weird? And you're like, clearly he's talking about himself. (laughs) Like, it feels like they're like, I don't know, maybe it's like probes. I don't know, it just seems like something that might be a probe. And you're like, you know it's a probe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tell me what you know. (laughs) Tell us what mountain this thing fucking lands on already. Yes, like you know something else. That's the thing with aliens and UFOs. People are like, oh, if they existed, they'd be here by now. We would have seen them. They could be. There are so many like mountain ranges that are mostly unexplored by people. There's we so see, much we find ocean. people here that we've <laughs> missed. Like, it's like we're still bothering new animals and people on drones on this planet. Why yeah. would you assume? Because I also recently saw a photo rendering and it was like what you think the universe does, like how we picture the universe as this stagnant, like circles around the sun. And it was like what it's actually doing. And it took it us hurling through space all of the planets in the sun are all moving in a forward direction at like different times while they're spinning in the galaxy and i was like that coupled with how infinite we already know all of this stuff is the fact that we're just now figuring out black holes and stuff it's like how could you possibly think that everything would have found us or that everything would have known about us and cared to necessarily make themselves known or visible or that any of that would i don't know that just seems really egotistical to say definitively (laughs) yeah it's i i feel like kind of the same argument with bigfoot like people are always like well we would have found one by now we just found a new kind of cat like last (laughs) week like we're constantly finding new species that we've managed to not murder yet 
So and I'm not counting out anything. Not just that, but in every Bigfoot story where it gets even kind of close to people, we start shooting at that motherfucker. So mm-hmm. maybe Bigfoot evolved a long, long time ago to just right. live where people don't Super grow. avoid, yeah. Because there, <laughs> there's sections of the woods, there's parts of the forest, the jungle, right. that we're not going to get to. Exactly. Like, who knows? It's like, you know who could have seen Bigfoot? The kid from Into the Wild. We'll never know. <laughs> you know, like. What if that's what killed him? No, don't say. <laughs> I don't know what would be sadder if it was him misreading his his foraging book. Sorry, spoilers for Into the Wild. <laughs> for a decade and a half old movie. Um, Or Bigfoot. Wow, that would be. Emil Hirsch, no, I love him and that movie so much. <laughs> that is a good movie. And so people who haven't seen this report might be picturing, okay, so it's like what? The Pentagon's like top 25 reasons we might be seeing UFOs and this is just one of them. No, this is <laughs> Pentagon mostly- Pentagon BuzzFeed. <laughs> this is mostly about the idea that it's a mothership. Like the whole first page introduction, there's a section- called the extraterrestrial possibility. There's another mm. one called propulsion methods. They put a lot of thought into this, which at the same time surprises me. It's only five pages. Seems like they've been on this for a while. This is edited. I uh, feel like because the second or even when you started saying there's one whole page on the mothership, I started thinking of how long we have. Like there were men and I'm saying men specifically because of what the time would have been in like the fifties or whatever that were already open to this, I'm sure. And very intelligent, but then their friends would be like, you're insane and you're going to make us look dumb and like silence them. And now we've gotten to the point where they kind of like admitted a little bit and they're like, all right, crack it open and give Gary a shot. And some dude was (laughs) like, this is my time. And like, he's got a 20 page version of this that probably goes into stuff that they were like, we're not putting all this out, Gary. And then they edited it down to, Five. Yeah, that could be like somewhere there is the Snyder cut of this. <laughs> That's my theory. That has been a thing with science for a long time, like UFOs. Mm. You know, we think there's a lot of scientific thought and effort being put into them, but there's not because the scientific community also kind of frowns on the idea. <laughs> right. Of I feel like time. there's a division yeah. amongst yeah, the validity of it or whatever. Yeah. And even with this, in one of the articles I read, there was a guy who was like, all right, well, I get that you're putting this thing out saying it's possible, but are you saying you believe it? Because that's a big difference. And mm-hmm. like implying that if they said they believed it. If the Pentagon it, believes in UFOs, then what the fuck are we even doing kind yeah. of thing. And that, mm-hmm. But also that they'd kind of be ostracized by their fellow scientists. Right. I can absolutely see that being a factor. That's got to feel a little lonely and alienating being on the fringes uh, of science there. yeah like to be <laughs> alienating that, I didn't yeah. <laughs> to um to be that smart and still not be able to amongst those brains come to you know what i mean like you said to still be an outsider at that point is definitely probably makes you feel like an island because there are people that agree with you but aren't on the same wavelength i'm sure that you can only have but so much of a conversation with and then people that do understand things to the level that you would like to discuss them are not entertaining (laughs) your (laughs) theory Mm -hmm. yeah just the guy watching these videos on a loop to teenage dirtbag, like crying, <laughs> just feeling so alone. We'll link to this paper so people can read it. It goes into a bunch of stuff about how the crafts might be like dandelion seeds is the metaphor they use that. Oh, right. Like a spore like thing. Yeah. That just kind of uh-huh. shoot out and act. But as- it's like we've all seen War of the Worlds. Like, stop creeping me out. Why are you just. throwing out these theories that I also can see being true, but like, why are these the things that you're typing out and sending? Yeah. None of it sounds good. Like you said, these all sound like nerve wracking possibilities. And you got to wonder like why we're just seeing them now. Have we been seeing them the whole time, but just didn't have the proper camera technology to film them? That's what I think about certain things is like people will tell you they've seen stuff like this with their freaking eyeballs. 
and it's, I grew up in a Navy town. You can, if you mm. know a dozen people that have ever been on a boat at 3 a.m., one of them is going to have, I feel like a story about some something they've seen like this on the water. Yeah. I don't know. What worries me about stuff like this, there's a documentary we covered not too long ago on this show that was called In Plain Sight, The Intelligence Community and UFOs. And at first, it seems like just your kind of run of the mill documentary about aliens and shit. But then they start getting into this thing where aliens are supposed to have come down and mated with humans. Mm-hmm. and altered our DNA mm-hmm. in a way that you can detect using like a DNA test and that these like enhanced people are kind of like what's been causing all of life's problems like throughout history. And it's to the point that someone in that documentary even suggests that victims of these like enhanced people should maybe get reparations of some sort. And it's like, well, you're, cutting some lines for one thing but also holy shit that's scary because that's basically did they show any like did they not show someone's dna but like explain what they meant by who like was there some kind of common denominator in a certain kind of yeah there was i don't remember what the exact were they picking was. people that excelled at stuff or were they saying like Serial killers? Like who, what kind of people were were they saying? They were describing them as like enhanced humans, like almost like mutants, damn Mm -hmm. near. But that they were the people that cause harm? Kind of, yeah. I don't know about all that. And the thing is, that's, that's really scary because that could turn into a fake genocide so fucking easy. Well, that does sound like a paranoid delusion that someone would have also. Yeah, and like, it's <laughs> And this shit in this documentary is presented by like military intelligence people and like kindly old former CIA agents. Uh-huh. Why would they lie? And it's like cuz they were young CIA agents once. Of course they would lie. <laughs> And yeah, it just seems like we're inching closer and closer to finding out something bad about these UFOs. And I don't know if when we find it out, it's actually going to be true. So, all right, let's talk about this next story. This one, we're, we're switching gears a little bit. The Georgia National Guard will use phone location tracking oh, yeah. to recruit high school kids. Like, military recruitment at schools is a bad thing and location-based surveillance tracking is a bad thing so why wouldn't we just combine those i mean using geo tracking people is militaristic as hell like of course they were gonna think of this (laughs) but what i was talking about i was excited to talk about this story because recently there was a viral thread going around of just like a home video camera last day of school in like the early 2000s and someone nostalgically wrote like oh my gosh this is so sweet like simpler times and a bunch of people immediately retweeted like yeah I was somewhere cutting myself in a bathroom for like getting called a slur or like whatever just like retweeting how it actually was instead of just like a bunch of happy blonde people waving in puka shells because that's like what this particular school just happened to be and then I retweeted one that said show us the army recruiters you cowards and I was like (laughs) yes because that was like a very regular part of my high school experience especially being there 9-11 was in 10th grade and the next two three years was just like every male around me being aggressively indoctrinated yeah at every turn like they were walking around in uniform like I remember around that same time MTV used to have a show called Real Life Yes, True Life. Yeah, True Life. I love True Life. That was a good show. And they did one about military recruiters at high schools. Ooh, I don't remember that one. And it was a really alarming episode, like the degree to which they were recruiting at schools. 
But the moment I always remember, one of these recruiters is talking to this kid and he goes, well, what do you want to be when you're older? And he goes, well, I want to be a rapper. And the guy goes, you know, Shaggy was a Marine. And it's like, you got, you're going to have to pull a better fucking well, example. Also, the fact that. that he even had that in his pocket at all, that is sales. Like that <laughs> yeah, man, he deserves a little medal just for that. Just for being that ready to pitch the military that he was like, you know who else? Shaggy. Like rap and fighting for his country. <laughs> Mr. Laba Laba. <laughs> what a weird choice. Although I can't, outside of Ice-T, who I'm sure is a cop, I can't think of like too many other military rap. I'm sure they're out Based there. Based rappers, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some other rappers who have served. I can't think of any. <laughs> Off the top of my head. Um, Maybe Shaggy is the best choice. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you said, he definitely had already been at a school where they were like, okay, we got to get these. Like, there's a bunch of people talking about rap. And they just cross reference. <laughs> They're like, we got Shaggy. Run with it. So, yeah, it's the Georgia Army National Guard that's doing this. According to documents uncovered by The Intercept, the Georgia Army National Guard wants to geofence 67 different public high schools throughout the state. Geofencing just means you draw like a fake border around Mm -hmm. something and any phones within that border you target with, Mm -hmm. in this case, recruitment ads. And in this case, those phones will be targeted with recruitment ads for the Georgia Army National Guard. Those ads will appear on Instagram, Snapchat, streaming music, television apps, pretty much anywhere you can name except TikTok. Feds are taking that TikTok shit serious. Mm-hmm. And that apparently includes they won't advertise on TikTok. And I'm sure TikTok's which, like, oh, no, come on. Which is honestly the way you know they mean it the most yeah. is anything that involves money. <laughs> Yeah, like, how is this, like, the most honest the government has ever been when they're like, fuck TikTok? And I'm like, I bet you don't mean fuck TikTok. And it's like, shit, they mean it. They're they're really, I I was, because I know that people have been really back and forth about that. But I think, I don't know. I feel like they really are that paranoid. I don't know how valid it is, but I think they really are that. People are saying that, like, which I wouldn't say maybe it's two birds with one. Some people have always also said that they're trying to get rid of it because of how people disseminate misinformation by just sharing real ass shit with each other. And they don't like that. And that as a platform is like, if they put an ad on there, someone's going to stitch it and immediately have their take on being like, I was served this ad while I was at school like, yeah. why would they be do? You know what I mean? It's so ready to call itself out that that was also probably a strategic decision. <laughs> yeah. And I think Joe Biden let a thing slip or maybe they said it intentionally, but he was talking about, I think, specifically TikTok. And he said that he wants to put an end to the mental experiments they're doing on our kids. And here's what I think. I think we want to be the ones right. who use social media to run exactly. experiments on our kids. Yeah. We don't want China doing it. Right. So they're doing it under the guise of privacy when really they're doing it for control. Yeah. They want Facebook and Instagram to make the teens of the nation mm-hmm. depressed. Right. Not TikTok. Because yeah. we want to be able to do it in our own way and because people are learning like yeah i don't use tiktok just because i don't i don't have the energy i don't have the time or patience like i'm not opening another it just hasn't made its way into the time that i spend on my phone and i'm not really looking to extend that to add something else to it but a lot of my friends are on it like i have one so that i can click through and look at things when they're useful but yeah i do not spend any kind of time on there yeah i don't either which probably explains why i just enlisted in the georgia army national guard oh my instagram ads they get me every time just where I buying got this jacket. festive overalls. Exactly. <laughs> buying 
fun underwear that's breathable yeah, and just yeah. joining the National Guard. Yeah, it's where I got my um, Garfield sweatshirt and it's where I joined <laughs> Georgia Army National Guard. Oh, because that was the other thing I was thinking about them doing this is I wonder how many different versions we're going to see, maybe not of ads, but whatever other kinds of states doing stuff because participation is down. We do not have the military base that they feel we need for like standard just to like have yeah. people at the ready. And I was listening to a woman that was like a part of the Department of Defense speaking on all of the different reasons. And of course she was, I think it was on like a podcast that's for the New York Times. So I was like screaming like halfway through it because she kept just like dancing around certain things right. and being like, well, a lot of the reasons that people don't want to is, you know, obvious ones, like they don't want to die, like loss of <laughs> life. They have other things that they want to do that they don't think they'll be able to do because of joining the military, all of these things. And just like at the very end, barely touched on it, but it's like, or the fact that we're now living with generations of people that have seen how we treat veterans how we yeah. how and why we get into wars like she obviously can't say she works there but it was like or they don't want to enlist to be forced to fight in a war they don't believe in they don't right. know that like and they're basically saying like we need people to join the military for lack of a better word in my brain like the imminent doom like yeah. there might not be something that we as a nation are worried about protecting each other right now but you need to join the military for when that time comes, like we need to always be ready to protect ourselves. And her basically saying like the best way we've done that in the past is fear mongering. She was like, I came from the generation of the cold war and or coming off of the end of it and what that looked like and how it was like, yeah, that was easy, but that was also making everyone live in fear all the time. And right. so I guess maybe they're just trying to find a way around that. Yeah. I don't know. I, can simple i mean sympathize is the wrong word but <laughs> understand yeah being a military recruiter would suck right mm -hmm. now and uh here's the thing maybe don't do it but yeah it, it would be a tough job i don't know like they're throwing everything against the wall there's a commercial running last year that had like a dubstep remix of a chicago song and it's like imagine that being the thing that, that puts got you, you in. over the top. You're like, you and know, I was, was anti-military, but did you hear Peter Cetera hit that note on that remix? That brings a good point, though, in terms of the seriousness of joining the military and like the National Guard even being something that people will join with the idea that you'll call me if you need me but I'm not joining because I like want to be in the front. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that kind of desire as a human kind of only comes out now, unless you're just a sociopath or you feel like that was your calling, like historically in your family, some kind of lineage or something, the most genuine. And I think the best people that I would want to answer that calling would be when they're like, it's fucking go time. I am doing this because yeah. We have to. It wouldn't necessarily be someone that believes in some like they're coming at any time narrative because I don't necessarily think that person would be as good as it as the person who right. comes when their name is called. So it's kind of I feel like a catch 22 as I understand needing to be prepared for that time. But getting there through the means of like propaganda and things that aren't necessarily the most genuine, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. almost like they need to level with people and be like, look, we fucked up a bunch. There's probably a lot of you that don't agree with a lot of stuff like Halliburton. We get it, but there's still a lot of wild things going on and there are not enough people in the military right now. Like they can't say that, but I feel like that at this point in the way we communicate with each other and how wary people are of the truth and information and things like that. It's like, if you really, if we really need people in the military, like you just need to start leveling with people and not give them serve them ads because yeah. we're all so jaded and younger more able-bodied people that you need jumping on this bandwagon that are the smartest because that was another thing they said they were like people can't pass the test to get in that's and like a problem they're having <laughs> i remember a time when the military because i grew up poor mm -hmm. and i remember a time when even for me the military was kind of like an option Oh, always. In that was always a thing in my the family. The back of my head? It was like, yeah. 
But I feel like the military has kind of blown any sort of goodwill they had with young people in that way. Of how people, again, like they saw they have, if heaven forbid you have like an older sibling or anyone in your family that went to Iraq or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there are people that already have real life experiences that could be like, I'm good on your organization and yeah. me actually being a part of it, you know? Yeah. And it's voluntarily again, not in like an extreme situation. It sucks that it's like one of the last few ways you have to like kind of guarantee you'll be able to retire or like have mm. a pension or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like if you stay in the military long enough. And that was even in my age, that was what a lot of people not pension, but like, this is the only way I can get through school. This is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I was a very much kind of seen as a do your time kind of thing. Even if yeah. you did, if you didn't do it because it was like your family and you always wanted to like be on a boat. Cause again, it was like a lot of people that went to the Navy and stuff, but yeah, it was definitely the means to an end for a lot of people already in my generation. And so I think the younger generation coming up, there's just a lot less of them that feel like it's an option they want to explore at all. Yeah. And who can blame them? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind of what I was yelling during the podcast. I was like, yeah, I like it makes sense that they wouldn't be coming there in droves. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. why are you acting like you don't know why? All right. This next story. Listen, not to paint cops in a bad light, but here it goes. It's just always such a shock when cops reveal themselves to be corrupt pieces of shit. But it does happen sometimes. Case in point, Peter Griffin, no relation, 78. He's a cop who retired from the San Diego PD in 2002. He was arrested and charged in connection with a scheme that exploited women to engage in commercial sexual services under the guise of offering massages. So he was running sex shops. Oh, okay, but it was like the massage part was like straight up a front. Like it was like yes. he was basically a pimp. I mean, they'd probably workers. give you a massage if you asked. I'm sure they were trained for that. Mm-hmm. It would be silly to like give them no massage training, just like well, sex no, training. not so. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it straight up a front? Like these dudes or people, I think whoever was- is going in there, know exactly what's up, or is it you know probably like half and half. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's five of them. These, yeah. these people have branches. Yeah, they owned. They franchised out. He had three other accomplices, and mm-hmm. they operated the following five businesses. Felicita Spa, Blue Green Spa, Maple Spa, Massage W, ooh, classy, and Genie Oriental Spa. Okay, oh, with that last God. name. Come on. That's... I bet that's the one that was in Tempe, Arizona, because there's four of them that were in San Diego and one was in Arizona. And that's a long, like, they're far away from each other. They straight up had like a map. (laughs) Yeah, that's. These are our locations. Oh, my God. That's not a short commute. You couldn't. That's what. Yeah. Like, they weren't even trying to keep it close. They were feeling real comfortable. You couldn't put one in Tustin or something. (laughs) Kingman, Arizona. One of those places you pass through on the train. And does it say anything about the women? And especially because, like you said, he was a police officer. Like, they definitely, I'm sure, were threatened with being arrested for illegal doings. Like, if they were to want to not do that, you know? Yes, stories like this often leave that part out. Mm. Who are these girls and where did they come from? Where are they now? Yeah. Like, who are these women? Because I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was getting up to a little more than just running massage parlors where you could pay for sex. Like, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. because did these women go home? Did they live in these places? They don't really talk about that. They just say that he pled guilty. Yeah. And one of the ways that we know workers are abused and trafficked in this country way too much is on work visas like j1 mm-hmm. visas things like that and not yep. like not everyone obviously here on a work visa is in that situation but you do read stories of like fucking mcdonald's franchise owners who will right like, take advantage of yeah and they'll like take yeah. people's passports when they get here take their wages like before you really know what's up yeah as a person in a new country you're basically tricked into indentured servitude right and i gotta wonder if any of that was happening 
mm-hmm. here because there are three other accomplices mm-hmm. in this. And it says they were recruiting women, which could just be regular ass sex work, which fine. But ugh, it wouldn't shock but me you, if but there was some trafficking not, involved. I mean, minus the Internet. And even then, you're still at some point you have to either being engaging in their services yourself. Like, how are you stumbling upon enough sex workers to operate five different businesses yeah. Like, you know what I mean? In Tempe, I Arizona. Mm. And the twist here is that when he was a cop, Peter Griffin worked as a detective with the Vice Operations Unit in San Diego, and he specialized in dismantling illicit massage parlors. So he basically... A- took, AKA where he got all of his ideas. Yeah. He literally took what he learned doing yeah. that and in retirement uh-huh. opened up a bunch of massage parlors and literally used what he knew to teach everyone how to evade to create a nest egg. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow finally got caught at the five years at the age of 78. He got that's a long time. He lived off of the work of these women for two decades, half a decade. What? No, he started this in two. Or, well, he retired in two thousand two. That's what I was going to ask. Was he doing it the whole time, or did he start when he retired? Well, does it not really? It, yeah, they, yeah, they're not clear because they say he uh-huh. retired in two thousand two, right? But that he's definitely been running these businesses, these five at least since two thousand thirteen, right? Right. So yeah, I'm sure there was some kind of lag where he had he probably had to go out to these businesses like, hey. Remember when I sent you to jail? And that's what I was thinking about recruiting. It's like that's his entire base. Yeah. He spent a whole, you know what I mean, career building a roster of a community of people that he knows or know him. And if they know that he's shysty or like, you know what I mean? It's like you think someone that does sex work in San Diego doesn't know a dirty cop that's cool with what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that being a possibility, too, that he just more extorted these places. Yes, like it's like training day, but with massage parlors. Yeah, because he would know what to look for having Mm -hmm. been a cop who shut these places down. He's like a pro, yeah. So he could just go in and be like, all right, I'm not a cop anymore, but I can Mm -hmm. send some cops here. Exactly. I still have friends. Yeah. Let me... You get a, either get a cut of existing ones or like you said, open all these other ones with these other people. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, I'm glad they caught him, but we'll see what he actually does. Or again, like you said, if we hear anything about five massage parlors worth of victims slash women, sex workers, depending on if right. they were there of their own volition or not. And like, what is happening with them? Yeah. Like, was there a raid? What's going on? Yeah. Where are they? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's facing a maximum of 30 years in prison for his crimes, yeah. which at the age of 78, that's yeah, he's not going to get 30 years. That's for damn sure. Oh, no, they're going to try to tell him that he's too old to go at all. I'm sure Yeah, they went and got him a walker like the second he got convicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll get time served. <laughs> all right. Let's talk some election news. Oh, boy. J.R. Mashevsky. Oh, this guy is running for office again. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I want it to be pronounced Majewski because I know he would hate that as a staunch right winger. But it looks like Mashevsky to me based on my knowledge of Duke's longtime basketball coach. Uh, Okay. Mike Krzyzewski. That name used to fuck me up as a kid. (laughs) They would talk about Mike Krzyzewski and then I'd see that name and be like, who's this guy? And why don't they ever... Those are not the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) why don't they ever talk about Mike Krzyzewski in the newspapers? (laughs) J.R. Krzyzewski. We talked about him on an episode of Unpops about the biggest pieces of shit running for Congress in 2022. He lost, just like a lot of MAGA chuds did Mm -hmm. in the 2020 midterms. But good news, he's not giving up. He has already announced that he's running for Congress again. This is a quote. This campaign is about the working class citizens of Ohio. This campaign is about putting America first. This campaign is about fighting for you. Last cycle, we started a movement. This cycle, we win. No, this campaign is about me getting to talk about his rap verse on this song again. 
wait, oh, the rapper that he (laughs) made friends with let him on the song? Oh, yeah. You haven't listened to this yet? No, I have not listened to this song. He's... On this song, there's this pro MAGA I'm rapper so upset. named Forgiato Blow. Okay. Who is a fucking scam. He even in interviews has said, I didn't start talking about politics until 2016. Like before that. Forgiato Blow sounds like a website and an energy drink had a baby. <laughs> like what? Yeah, it does. And yeah, J.R. Mashevsky, he was at the Capitol riot, but he's not accused of doing anything. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, hanging out. Yeah. So it's like, how much of a patriot are you, buddy? He, at one point before he ran for Congress, he made the entirety of his front lawn into a Trump banner. Uh, he's got this weird triangle shaped lawn, but we'll, <laughs> we'll link to it. Not the lawn, but pictures of it. <laughs> He's also a QAnon adherent. His bullet points are why, like he really hits them all. Like, yeah, yeah, he checks all the fucking boxes, including the part where he probably lied about his military record. Also, yo, that's my favorite one. It's the most fun one. Yeah, I feel like he should be leaning into this more. Yeah, he could have just said he served in the Air Force. Also true. Because he did. He just wasn't in Afghanistan, like he says. Yeah, he was in Qatar. But then it's so funny and also something that I feel like I've experienced being from a military town where people come back and you're like, you didn't go there because you were there with (laughs) so-and-so that I know. And they would be like, well, you can't really see that stuff anyway. The stuff that I did is like super classified. And you're like, no one that does stuff that's classified (laughs) talks about it being classified. Like, you wouldn't be able to see my record anyway because it's sealed like you know how many people were over there sir and they're gonna seal like you were you were that high up okay okay (laughs) yeah we could foia that shit the government doesn't care about you gosh but without a doubt his most embarrassing moment is his verse on this song oh god Wait, is this verse more embarrassing than the fact that they said he got demoted for driving drunk on base? I think it is. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, you're right. That, I haven't that heard too. the verse yet, but it's like to lie, to be like, I was here and be like, not only were you not there, you were demoted for just like having too many Bud Lights on base <laughs> and getting in a cruiser or like, <laughs> but you're right. I haven't heard the song yet. And I also, a part of me, almost feels bad or does kind of feel bad for certain members of the RNC. Cause I was listening to a thing where they were basically like, they're divided amongst like all of these people who Trump has kind of made his people, but they all keep losing. And they're like, they're making us look bad because they keep people that lost and have been like this guy like he lost he lied and he's like let's do it again and they're like oh my god stop it like they're embarrassed yeah it's that he managed to win that primary last year is what's so crazy like he won that but he didn't win his election and what do you think it was because that other person was so old probably like tired of them because they had been around for so long because i read that they had been around yeah yeah all right Let's listen to this verse from the song, Let's Go Brandon. Huh? Get it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Who can force us to get the vaccine? Pictures with the pole will get us to all relax. Not to poke fun at dementia. It's a serious disease. But come on, man. Squeeze your cheeks when you sneeze. Joe is focused on ice cream while he's crapping his pants. We want our dreams and our freedom. This is our last chance. This the hill we die on. This the line in the sand. Neither no one on the battlefield. United we stand. Divided we fall. We need to finish the wall. They want to raise all our taxes. We done with them all. A rendezvous with destiny, take the house in 22. Just try to put a mask on me, you'll see red, white, and blue. Everything well goes to sh- but let's go, Brandon's a hit. Oh, man. Wait, but that wasn't him rapping, was it? That yeah. was the other guy. No, it was him. No, the other guy uh, isn't good, but you can tell he's like I would never think he sounds, that was this man. Yeah, JR. yeah, that was Jr. That doesn't even Leshefsky. sound like his voice. Ah, it's probably not. Like I, I don't know. It's... I have to hear this guy say anything else <laughs> and see if that's. I, I just didn't think that 
anything about that was going to be his voice. Even how <laughs> Southern it sounds. Oh my God, that blew my mind. Let's hear him talk. This country. And I'm sorry, Joe Biden. I'll never apologize for having the will to fight for all three. See, that sounds like what I would think he would sound like. I love that he said, I'm sorry, Joe Biden, but I'll never apologize. It's like you just, you just apologize. That sounds like more what I, that is not him rapping. I mean, I, mean, I, I want to listen to this whole song again. That's, that's not the Four Loco guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Oh my gosh. That's, that's wild. That's just his verse from that wow. song. Yeah. It's, Editing software is magical. Yeah, he, he honestly, ha- I thought he that was going like, to be way worse, like lyrically. But he's got like funny. the opposite of flow. Like it's like the way he says raising I know all what you Texas. Mean. It's yeah, like that. Yes, You're not supposed to stretch words that way. Rhyme. It didn't rhyme as little as I was expecting it to. That's what I mean. I thought it, it was rhymed. Hey, yeah. word. Right. The fact that it, because at first it didn't rhyme at all. And I was like, oh God, I'm not even going to be able to follow this. And then it kind of had any kind of rhythm to it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like laughing at all the stuff you're saying, but like, okay. There are like 150 oh. versions of that Let's Go Brandon song. Wow. It's bad times. It's bad times. <laughs> yeah, we should do a whole Forgiato Blow episode. I mean, we shouldn't, but we should. What is a forgiato? I have no idea. It also makes me a little hungry because it sounds like gelato. Yeah, it sounds tasty. It sounds like a sandwich or something. Because also there's forgiato rims. Is that why he's named that? Almost certainly, yeah. Oh, my god. Because he was absolutely that kind of rapper before he made one pro Trump song and stop. People like, oh my God. Yeah. He was like all his videos before that. He had like stacks of cash and like of implied that he, he was did. selling drugs and that he was a criminal. And then he does one pro Trump song and everyone looks, loved it for everyone who can see. He looks kind of like if you put Paul wall and post Malone in a blender. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like them put together. But he also seems like he's kind of huge. Like, he seems like a big dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, Paul Wall actually looks great now. But, Paul, you know what I mean? He is a little bit bigger than Paul Wall. And I would never want to disparage this person's name either because I do love uh, Paul Wall. But he does look a little uh, like a mean Bubba Sparks. But I love Bubba Sparks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's keep talking about the election. Okay. Arizona is going to be crazy. It was crazy last time Carrie Lake was running. She still thinks she's running. What's this this guy doing? This guy, Mark Lamb. He is a conservative who's running for Kristen Sinema's seat in the U.S. Senate. She is a Democrat, air quotes around that, who is running as an independent this time. Mm. So Mark Lamb is running as the Republican challenger. He's the Mm -hmm. first kind of big name to announce. He's the 50-year-old sheriff of Penal County near Phoenix. Big fan of militias. He formed a civilian posse to suppress lawlessness in the wake of the murder of George Floyd in 2020. So he's that kind of sheriff. Like a, a scary version of the Guardian Angels. Yeah. And he's aligned with a fringe movement called Constitutional Sheriffs. I had never heard of this. This is fascinating and terrifying. The constitutional sheriff movement is of the belief that sheriffs are the supreme constitutional authorities in their jurisdictions. It's so funny because that's exactly what I was was like. Constitutional sheriff in itself is like not oxymoronic, but like they never get real. You know what I mean? Like the sheriffs as an entity, as of someone who comes from a place with sheriffs, it's like they're messy as an existence. Yes. (laughs) The way that they come to be sheriffs. So to consider yourself a constitutional sheriff is like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) And they, because they believe they are, the supreme authority in their given area, they feel like they can pick and choose what laws they do and don't want to enforce. Oh, which is the problem with sheriffs. 
And if you can believe it, a lot of the stuff they decide not to enforce is, you know, uh, gun restrictions or COVID mandates, things like that. Your right wing stuff. But Lamb has tried to sort of distance himself from this movement and now aligns with the Protect America Now movement, Mm. which just claims to put everyone's concerns at ease. Sheriffs are the country's last line of defense against an overreaching government that wants to make America less safe, less secure and less free. Did you mention the subscription part? Wait, which part? Did I miss that? Um, the for Protect America Now, he invites other patriots to join for just $17.76 a month. Oh, that's right. What is that? Yeah, for one thing, that's so spendy. He wants you to smash that like and subscribe also while he runs? (laughs) Or is that him, like, raising funds? Like, what? Well, probably both, but like, I bet mm-hmm. it's not nearly the value like subscribing to the Unpops network would be. I bet uh, he doesn't do. That was perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> For just seventeen seventy five, you can subscribe to Unpops. Save that penny. Yeah. I forgot about that part. I did read that. Yeah. What? Sorry, I'm a marketing major. It stuck out to me. <laughs> I was like, wow. All right. And he's tagging on a subscription plan. Okay. Did you look at his Twitter? His avatar <laughs> is just him draped in a flag. It's like, you're not supposed like to. Like a patriotic version of a maternity shoot. Like he's yeah. just like and you're in like a to... beautiful field somewhere. You're not supposed <laughs> to do that with the flag. Come on. You can do a lot of things with the flag as long as you uh, yell certain things while you do it. Like you can wear like a rebel flag bikini if you're in the right place. Like that's not defiling anything. Like True. you can literally use a flag as butt floss, <laughs> but it is not as bad as like not standing up for it in other places. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's running on a God freedom family agenda, which sounds like a Johnny Cash box set. It's the new live, laugh, love. Yeah. (laughs) And he calls himself, quote, a conservative fighter who will confront the woke left and the weak politicians in Washington. Coming for you. Because I feel like, and I will say this in general for both sides and all kinds of politicians, is I feel like there is a gen it's like not generational but the comparison is generational where it's like new people in politics will be like uh these people are so lazy and lame and this is so easy to fix and it and they really just haven't been bought or beaten down or ravaged by politics yet and it's like even when i read that was like and i'm not saying that they're right i don't agree with pretty much anything that goes on nowadays but they're weak because they're tired Yeah. Yeah. Like they're tired and it is damn near impossible to get all of these. Like there are a lot of moronic people at this point on the same page. Like it is draining trying to discuss things with people just on a small scale. So trying to make consensus for things that affect hundreds of thousands and millions of people every day like regardless of what you think your ego is going in like that's the thing that seems so and it is i guess their ignorance and ego but like we have been at this for so long for you to truly think that you were gonna come in and steamroll anyone is just like how could that possibly how could you possibly think you're gonna be the one There's a mountain of bodies underneath you and you're just climbing over all of those bodies being like, none of those people have the one thing that I have. (laughs) I doubt that so highly, you know? Yeah. Especially like characters like this. I feel like at the end of the day, this guy just wants a TV show. Like he wants to be a TV judge someday. Mm, And and he's still going to wear that hat. Oh, absolutely. That'll be the law of his court. Everyone has to wear that hat. Like British courts God, wear wigs. Family. <laughs> Judge Lamb. That's what it's going to be. I can't wait. I won't watch it. 
I'll watch clips, though, when they come across my screen. <laughs> Here is a quote from Democrat Ruben Gallego, who is opposing Mark Lamb in this election. Arizonans deserve serious candidates who respect our democracy and rule of law. Luckily, there's still plenty of time for the GOP to produce one. Ooh. Sick burn. Yeah. Democrats definitely have better joke writers. <laughs> that's that's a constant. But, but to what I was listening to in interviews with people at the RNC, there are people on their own side that feel that way, that are like, we are literally scrambling and hoping that we will get people voted in for some of these seats that we think make us look less insane. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's rough out there, man. Sure is. Bad time to be a politician. Mm-hmm. All right, last story. Katrina, what's your parlor handle? What? You on parlor? No, because what is this one? Is parlor. this like Truth Social? It, yeah, it was kind of like Truth Social. It was like a it Twitter. It sounds sexy. That's why I perked up that way. I was like, like OnlyFans? Parlor sounds like you get to come on it. Yeah, parlor <laughs> sounds hot. And it's just angry? Yeah, it's just a... Twitter clone for right wingers. It's like, I didn't come here to bicker. I came to get a boner. <laughs> Parlor sounds way cooler than that. It's owned by that Peter Griffin guy, the cop from San Diego. Oh my God. If you think he's not trying to snatch this domain up, he's like using his internal calls, like get on GoDaddy the second that shit goes down. And yeah, it's good that neither of us ever joined parlor because it would have sucked to invest all that time in it just to have it all shut down with zero notice. Ah, what happened? Why? Well, what happened? This is one of those trap stories where you see the headline and then you read just enough to think, Oh, I'm going to post this on Twitter with some laughing emojis because this is a funny thing that happened to conservatives. What happened is a new owner bought parlor, a company called starboard. Hmm. And they announced that they had acquired it and on the same day, in the same press release, announced that they were shutting it down. Mm. And if you visit parlor.com right now, you'll just see a really long letter from the new ownership of that company. And the only part that a lot of outlets that are reporting this are bothering to mention is the part where it says no reasonable person believes that a Twitter clone just for conservatives is a viable business anymore. Like they're saying it's a straight up business decision. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be tempting for people to just read that far and be like, hmm, shows those fucking conservatives right. But no, you're right. This is a business decision. It's yeah. not, there's nothing in their statement that's anti-conservative at mm -hmm. all. If you read the whole statement, it goes on to one praise former Parlor CEO George Farmer for the different moves he made with the company. And it also adds, quote, we focus on working with groups that are advocating for or otherwise advancing conservative causes or conservative beliefs. Hmm. Ugh. Hmm. So the real so thing that's, that's still happening. their focus. Like he didn't buy it to um he didn't buy it because he to do away with it. No, he's just going to bring back a bigger. He's going to try to make a version of it that is lucrative. That's lucrative and that, yeah. yeah is, Likes where they were going. Right. But it's funny because underneath I have, do you have the at where it says, see also Trump back true social allegedly owes 1.6 million in unpaid hosting fees. Oh, I did not see that, but that doesn't. <laughs> that's like, that's like a related article for me. Which it just makes me laugh because it's like two paragraphs underneath him saying it's not viable. That's so much in hosting fees. Yeah. God. Like I, I've, I've been hosting stuff on the internet forever. What if I just secretly. Like he racked them up fast. Yeah. What if I just don't even realize that I like owe GoDaddy $4.6 million. And that's what I was going to say. It's like I also host things and it's like, <laughs> yeah, what I'm just gonna How throw many a... versions of your domain are you buying? Do they have so that other people don't buy them? Maybe like mm, you're paying yeah. the hosting fees of a bunch of sites just so they all direct to one. Sorry, I'm getting way too into the weeds with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't get excited about Parlor getting shut down. I think that's our episode, right? Seems like we did it. Yeah, I mean, I feel good about these. I feel 
I'm the most excited about further developments with UFOs and for Giotto Blow. I'm really excited to see what happens with his next LP. Yeah, we got to we got to get him to L.A. to do a show. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's so silly. Uh, Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for doing it. What do you have to plug before we get out of here? Um, yeah. Ooh, let's see. When does this come out? This it comes doesn't out matter. Tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So then it does kind of matter. Um, yeah, my name's Katrina. Hi. If you want, if you thought any of my observations were giggle worthy enough that you would like to hear me tell jokes, mm-hmm. um, you can follow me at Katrina Savad. It's S-I-V-A-D. It's just Davis backwards, but um I'll be in LA telling jokes this weekend, I will be at Jetpack at Bar Lubage on Friday and I'm doing a fundraiser show on Saturday for a public school near me in um, the Valley. So if you want to come laugh for a good cause this weekend or live in Hollywood um, or want to come to the Lyric at some point uh, in the next week or so, follow me and I'll post about them. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. We're also doing a constitutional sheriff's fundraiser. Oh, no. no. That's that's not true. Oh, my God. No, they're sheriffs. They can just take anything they want. They can just get the money they need out of the evidence room. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Uh, com. I will be back to updating that very soon. In the meantime, you can read a bunch of back stuff that's behind the paywall. And uh, go read back on the Substack. Yeah, right? I'm going to stamp that at the top. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I think that's it for now. We got some things to announce with the network coming up soon, but later, later. Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, let's get the fuck out of here. Katrina, say goodbye. Yay, bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.